other side With no one to guide me Torn apart by a fiery wheel inside me And welcome to Beyond the Real, right here on Mountain 91.5. What you're hearing right now is I Won't Hurt You from the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, which if I've ever heard a name for a 60s band, that is it. So welcome to Beyond the Real. Every week we're in the Mountain 91.5 studio at 10 p.m. talking about movies, what's in the box office, and our suggestions. My name is Kyle. I'm a TJ. And I'm Colin. So uh, this song is prominently featured in the trailer of the Isle of Dogs movie directed and written by Wes Anderson and is also featured in the movie, which is one of the movies that came out this previous week that we'll be diving into. But before that, we're going to talk about uh, a little movie called Sergeant Stubby. So Sergeant Stubby is the story about a dog that was in World War One. Uh, oddly enough. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Dogs don't really belong there. Um, How'd he get in that one? Well, How'd he get himself in that pickle? Well, that's what the he story's about. He got drafted. About. That's, just, <laughs> got drafted. Oh, that's, that's a classic way to find yourself in a pickle. It happens to all, happens to all of us. Especially yeah. when you're a dog. Um, so anyway, Sergeant Stubby is an animated kids film about, well, a real dog that goes into World War One with uh, his friend um, Conroy. I think it's Robert Robert. Conroy is the the soldier that uh, befriends this pooch. Um, and this movie has not been doing very well in the box office. And I think I know why that is. And it's basically an oil and water situation where they try to make a kid's movie about war. And that just doesn't work, especially when it's World War One that horrible horrible atrocities were committed by all sides and it was you know one of the bloodiest wars in history what is it good for (laughs) dude it's good for sergeant stubby getting his getting his stardom yeah getting his sergeant stripes how else is it how are how else are we gonna know who sergeant stubby is honestly you can just watch the trailer because i got more out of just watching the trailer and looking at it and be like oh there was a dog in world war one that's cool i got more of the trailer than I did the movie, unfortunately. Um, so it just really doesn't work to make a kid's movie about war. Um, it's cute. It's fine. You know, there's nothing super wrong with it. Um, but it's just don't make kids movies about war. I mean, I get it's like a fun dog movie or whatever. Um, and it's cute, but it's, it's, it just doesn't subject, work. The subject matter is not supposed to be cute. It's just too dissonant to like, and I don't even deliver think deliver its story properly. I it's just I feel like if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it properly. Like um someone referenced Boy in uh striped pajamas about being about war and it's technically a kid's movie and, and it being executed well. But this you know, you're dealing with intense subject matter. Either shy away from it completely or like actually explain it to your audience. So mm. Sergeant Stubby um, unfortunately, I didn't like it very much. It's not doing very well either. Um, so, anyways, I don't want to harp on this movie too too bad. Um, Sherlock Gnomes is probably still. I <laughs> I really hate to say it, but Sherlock Gnomes is probably the best kids movie that's out right now. If by Sherlock Gnomes you mean Peter Rabbit, it's then, not out. Though. Yeah, I'm sure it's still kicking around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Peter Rabbit probably would be better. <laughs> and Peter Rabbit this would be is, better. This is coming from uh, you know a, a kid, an actual kid. I'm a child. Confirmed. Yeah, I'm in kid. a booster seat right now. He, he gave me a piece of paper in crayon. It says I am 12. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my first impression to Kyle. Uh, I identify as 12. Oh no! All right, we're gonna jump away from that. <laughs> so uh, the next movie, Rampage. Rampage stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson and is apparently based on a video game of the mm-hmm. same name, which I didn't know until after seeing the movie. And I think this movie is proof of the concept that The Rock can truly sell anything. Because <laughs> I, I would have no interest in this movie at all if 
he wasn't at the center of the marketing campaign. So good on the studio for putting him front and center of all their promotional materials. And he's the, probably the best thing about this movie. He's his usual self. He's fun. He's really, really likable in everything that he does. That's I think that's what most people find about The Rock. Is they just like him no matter who he's playing. Mm-hmm. And that certainly helps because this movie is dumb. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, although it knows exactly what it is. It knows that it's a movie that involves a sequence in which a giant crocodile and giant wolf and giant gorilla fight each other and destroy a whole bunch of Chicago. And it doesn't really try to be anything more than that. So in that, I admire it slightly for not trying to overshoot anything. There are a whole lot of plot contrivances related to the monsters, which I won't really give away because you just got to see them for yourself to see how stupid they are. (laughs) But, but, um, the movie I would compare this most to is Jurassic World, actually, because I really didn't care about the first two-thirds of both movies, and the final act involves a whole bunch of creatures fighting each other, and it was kind of awesome. I'm not I'm not going to lie. The, the action is actually pretty fun. That's what I'm hearing is that yeah. Rampage is just fun, and like you said... It knows what it is. It's not trying to do more, like be more than that. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't try to do anything. It's. I think it's both better and worse than Jurassic World. It's worse because its final act drags on for a bit longer, mm-hmm. but it's better because it has Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and <laughs> Jurassic World does not have <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So it's a bit better. The other, I've been talking about the Rock so much that I forgot to mention the other actor in this movie, which is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and. I think what happened was that they were filming The Walking Dead in, like, Studio 68, and they were filming Rampage in, like, Studio 67, and they were like, hey, (laughs) hey, come on over, and he did it in the exact same time, because the character that he plays pretty much is Negan in all of his mannerisms and even his speech patterns. Like, I think he says at one point that I might just have to describe this situation to you so you know how it'll be, Rick. He doesn't say Rick, but but he's really kind of phoning it in and just having fun on the screen. He knows he knows what he's in, and The Rock knows what he's into, mm-hmm. and they're just happy to be there. They're just happy to look at a green screen and fight some monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh-huh. I, I totally agree with you on The Rock. Just every movie he's in, he's just like really funny, you know. Yeah, he's he's just a he's a nice guy. He's a genuine guy. He he puts forth something that just feels. He just feels real. He's happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think between this and San Andreas, I think those are two movies which really would not have been anything if The Rock was not involved. So this might be a proof of concept thing that he that if you put him in a movie, it might do well. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I don't know, future lesson. But if you're looking for some action... And if you like The Rock, and again, if if you're looking for some action, there's no story here. It's just it's just creature creature feature fun, beat 'em up. It's simple. It's a fun day at the movies. I saw if a that, little bit that the gorilla was fun, like actually pretty funny. The relationship. Yeah, there's the gorilla gets one scene of comedy, um, which which helps to solidify it. It helps to um it helps to make that bond something worthwhile before it kind of gets destroyed because the story of the movie is that a this evil corporation is making a chemical that will supposedly um it will supposedly make its subject animals more vicious and grow a whole lot and something really dumb happens in order to get the chemicals into the into the respiratory systems of a gorilla and a giant crocodile and a wolf. And the film just kind of goes from there. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I don't know. This looks like, it looks like fun. I, I wanted to see it. I just didn't get a chance to see it. You know what? It's big. It's dumb. And it's fun. And if that's what you're looking for at the movies, this is definitely your cup of tea. It's, it's great. I found myself smiling. I found myself chuckling. And it's truly just enjoyable, if nothing else. So Rampage, out on... Uh, the big screen near you, uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's done pretty well. Worldwide, it already topped its budget around $180 million. Um, so it's going to succeed. Um, this is the second best video game movie of this year, 
one being Ready Player One and Rampage being number two. Um, you put Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, right? Tomb Raider's number two. Rampage is three. Okay, I didn't see Tomb Raider, so I can't attest to that. But I can attest to Ready Player One being the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely a good uh, placement up there. And uh, before we move on to the next movie, I'd like to uh, plug our Twitter. We have a section later on that has audience participation in it. So if you want to participate in Beyond the Real and be part of the action, follow us on Twitter, Beyond the Real. On Twitter, we have um, a couple words that you can submit, and you we could even feature um, those submissions on the show. So if you want to participate, check us out there and uh, follow us. Also, this is a good time to plug our um, the supporter of the show, uh, Celebration Cinema Mount Pleasant. Thank you for supporting us um, in what we love to do, which is watch movies and talk about them. Uh, every time we go there, it's a great experience. Um, and this is coming not just from me, who... Uh, is an employee, but TJ and Colin also have a great experience whenever they go. So I did. Ramp- Rampage wouldn't have been as fun if I hadn't seen it at Celebration Cinema. Mm-hmm. And that's because they got a great staff. They got great popcorn, good theaters. It's just a nice place to be. And they got new movies. We'll be talking about them later that uh, we didn't think we were going to get a chance to see. So Celebration Cinema, Mount Pleasant, be the best place. Um, it be the best place. It be it be players. in our opinion the best place to go so anyways the next movie that came out this previous weekend is truth or dare yes that's the one i saw uh-huh truth or dare if you don't know is a horror movie where the game truth or dare is scary <laughs> um wow basically incredible yeah that's the premise right there um a bunch of college kids go to mexico and meet a stranger in a castle well, he's not, they don't meet him in the castle. They meet him at the bar. But he, then he takes him to the castle, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's, like, abandoned. Who and, abandons uh, a castle? Uh, a frivolous prince. My okay. only thought of this after seeing the title is I can't wait for the sequel, which is Two Truths and a Lie. Ooh. That's f- Actually. That's funny. In the movie, the way the game works is that it's Two, two Truths and a Dare. Where you gotta, where you like two people in a, if two people in a row pick truth, then the next person has to pick dare. This, it all seems like a kind of okay setup for making a, not necessarily a, a great horror movie like A Quiet Place, which is not even remotely. It's it's just it's it's got it's got promise to it for just being like interesting mm-hmm. and like. It's got like all of its work cut out for it, and, like put like pushing character development because like the game can force the characters to do things they don't want to do, um, and it like actively wants to make things as uncomfortable as possible for them. What's it rated? It's PG thirteen. Oh, thank you. I did not know. Okay. Yeah, um, I didn't know how far the dares were um, would go if it was rated R, if it would get into like excessive gore territory or anything like that. Uh, no, it does not do that. There okay. is like, you know, you gotta hurt people. At times, but it's not ever really explicitly shown. Well, it and also something important you didn't really mention is that if you don't do the, you know, don't say the truth or dare you die. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That's that's like the main the main thing. Oh, that's that like, why it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't uh, just spook them. Like ooh. Yeah. They're like <laughs> hey. Like yeah. Okay. They leave the castle and the game keeps going and like everybody has a turn where like they get possessed by this demon and like they looks them in the mirror or something and it's got this like like Snapchat filter face. It's like a demon. <laughs> They actually make that joke in the movie. They're like, no man, it like looks like a Snapchat, like some weird Snapchat filter. Oh my god! I'm imagining, like, so I'm imagining like the dog Snapchat filter face on the demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man! Anything to make it less threatening. Yeah. Basically, I don't think to. Uh, I don't think it exactly handled the concept as well as it could have, mm-hmm. like at all. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it very much. Um, like something like A Quiet Place, which of course I'm comparing it to that a lot because that's the most recent horror movie and this is coming out right after that, which is really unfortunate for Truth or Dare, but you know, that's like got a cool premise and it like sells it all the way and like it's all the characters are really believable and smart and they know how to like plan given the, this like really simple but like interesting concept to make the movie around. Truth or Dare has something kind of similar. But it just sort of turns it into a teen horror movie. Uh. When like this is this is the kind of idea that sounds stupid, 
Like it really, it really does sound stupid, but it sounds like it could still be kind of interesting. And, and they if, ruined any future chance of it being interesting. Yeah, if it were, if it were handled better, it really could have been something. But instead, you just have a bunch of characters who just kind of have to do things sometimes, and it's it's sometimes it relates to the development, and sometimes it's personal, and sometimes it's just not, and sometimes it like holds back for no reason and goes easy on them. Uh, it's it's full of inconsistencies with the rules and the ending was really dumb. I was just about to ask you about the ending for Truth or Dare because I peeked in on it when I was ushering, ushering yeah. and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was like... It doesn't make any sense. I just, I just wanted to like... I thought that with the whole two truths and a dare thing, they were going to set it up so that like two people like picked truth. And then when the, I don't know if this is spoiling things too much, but to be honest, how much can you care about truth or dare? <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this when, when they, when they call out the demon who's possessing the game and say, okay, it's your turn now. I thought they were going to make it so that the demon had to pick dare and then dare the demon to stop. Which Ooh. would be pretty clever, but instead they just do that without setting that up. So the demon just picks truth. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they're kind of like, "All right, how do we stop this from happening?" And the demon's like, "You can't." <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, that's Crap. the end of that. <laughs> that's the end of the movie." <laughs> it's really not, but like the true ending is pretty dumb. Yeah, the, the way they the way they deal with that problem is. Just a big old wow, come on, guys, from me. <laughs> so it sounds like there will be no sequel of Two Truths and a Lie. Just a reboot in 25 years. Well, they'll, they'll reboot it with, like, icebreakers. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that... uh, ice... it, sounded, it sounded like the, the, the movie ice hinted breakers. at, like, uh, like, a past scenario, similar to this, where Demon Possessed. Hey, no, as long as you're talking about get-to-know-you games being, like, horror movies, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought Icebreakers could be a... That that could be a potentially like really good one, like it play, takes place in the Arctic or something. What? Uh, what? <laughs> anyway, the demon had previously possessed hide and seek, which could be its own really interesting concept with like <laughs> real kids in it. Wait, is that for real? Like, yeah, that that was like part of the backstory. Like, the demon oh. possesses games, and it was like a long time ago, and there were like kids like. Oh, it's a Ouija the... spinoff. It's yeah. It's oh. it's got some some hints of Satan in it. Okay, well, um, truth or dare, wrap it up. Yeah, I give it one big come on, guys, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so the last movie um, that came out this previous weekend uh, in celebration, it's been out in theaters. It's kind of had a trickle release, um, but it just hit um, our local celebration cinema, which is Isle of Dogs, which is Wes Anderson's new film. And Colin and I um, got the chance to see it this week. So, Colin, what was your first impression of it? I think Isle of Dogs is one of the most visually pleasing movies that I've ever seen. I I think this is, this seems like it's Wes Anderson's trademark thing somehow is by framing almost every shot in each of his movies with symmetry in some way. Oh, that's like like been a thing for a long time. uh, That is his style. I didn't, I didn't know that. This is, um, this is the first Wes Craven movie that I've, Wes Anderson. This is the first Wes Anderson movie I've seen where I knew that to be the case. Uh-huh. I, saw, I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox years ago when I wasn't paying attention to the uh, to the directing style on that. Mm-hmm. But every shot has something important happening in the middle that divides the screen into pretty much two parts. And that was really, really cool. If the characters stopped speaking in the movie, I could just watch it and get a story all its own. That that was very very satisfying to me. The movie made me very happy, but not just because of the symmetry. It's because it was actually a pretty good movie, mm-hmm. and it tells a story that I think is interesting. It's completely fictional and has an all star cast with oh, which yeah. to deliver that story. The ones that I recognized were Brian Cranston. He's the he gets top billing. Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson is in it. Bill Murray is in it. Ed Norton is in it. Ken Watanabe is in it. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is in it? Yep. I missed that. Tilda Swinton. Oh, um, yeah, Tilda Swinton. I think we have some other big names. But I think the cool, uh, another cool thing about this is that you mentioned that you could get a story from Isle of Dogs. 
um, and without any dialogue. And the cool thing about that is that um, there are Japanese characters in this that are... Because the movie takes place in Japan. Yeah. That's, that's where the setting is. And, um, you know, when there's not a translator or some kind of, you know, uh, person or thing translating the Japanese, they just speak in Japanese and we don't know what they're saying. But you can, every, every time that happens, when you have someone speaking Japanese on there without any subtitles or translations, you understand, you, like, you get the gist of what they're saying. And I think that's really neat. Another thing I thought was really neat, and I thought about this as I was seeing them talk in Japanese and I couldn't understand, was I think that communication barrier is kind of on purpose because in our lives we don't get to understand what our dogs are thinking mm-hmm. and in this one we don't necessarily get to understand what the humans are thinking because we can because we understand the dogs and it's told from their view mm-hmm. and it's a reversal on that traditional um trope and I thought that was very very interesting that's pretty deep bro yeah but anyway the story of the actual film is that in the fictional city of Megasaki Japan where the worst human being in the history of planet Earth decides that dogs are terrible creatures and they're greasy and they're dirty and they're sick and decides to send every single dog domesticated or otherwise in in the city to Trash Island. And Trash Island becomes the home for all dogs in the city and it becomes the Isle of Dogs. And Roll credits. I yeah, I don't want to give too much away about the plot, but... There's some really interesting stuff that happens on the island that contributes to the story. And Brian Cranston plays the lead dog named Chief, Chief right? Which is interesting because that's the name of the dog that I grew up with. Um, Maybe that's why you liked it so much. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are other reasons. But Brian Cranston plays the lead guy, and he leads a troop of alpha dogs, voiced by Edward Norton and Bill Murray and a bunch of other guys. And they have a really good adventure that's well told, and it just looks beautiful with all, with a stop motion animation mm-hmm. and the stuff like this and Robot Chicken. I usually watch it and just think of how much work has to go into creating something like this. Yeah, because for like for every frame they have to move something or make it make it consistent yeah like move fur there was a scene with a bunch of grass and the grass has to flow like that's incredibly time consuming to just do that effect oh yeah i i really admire that and i remember that wes anderson had the courage to do a second movie about talking animals that (laughs) in which which was which had an all-star voice cast and involved a new story so Good for him. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if you can do it once and do it again better, do it again better. Um, it's an important note for Isle of Dogs. Um, because it's stop motion, people will assume that it's more um, kid-friendly. And this is not a movie made for kids. They, it, they don't shy away from dark themes and they also like violence. Yeah, so um, not really a movie for kids. Um, you know, teenagers might you know, enjoy it. It it takes, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it kind of takes a keen eye for movies to really appreciate what it, what it is. But for people that are more casual viewers, I think we'll still get uh, a fun adventure tale about a a kid and his dog. And it is a fun adventure tale. It definitely is that on a surface level, but the music is good too. Oh, the music is great. It's, I think it's an entirely percussive score. Like I don't remember hearing any, orchestral or any horns or anything like that it's mostly just sort drums and variations of drums and really interesting sounds that i haven't heard in movie scores before Mm -hmm. so that was very i enjoyed that very much in isle of dogs so isle of dogs personally for all the things that i said i liked about it i did think that the story kind of dragged a little bit i think there was some pacing issues with it um, I agree. It's a bit uneven, especially toward the end. Yeah, it like kind of it ramps up for a second, and then it kind of just mellows out for a while. It doesn't really follow the traditional story, um, you know, rising action to the climax and falling action at the end. But it's really cool to appreciate. It's worth one watch. I don't think it's necessarily rewatchable, other than the filmmaking to appreciate the filmmaking. So, um, if you like film and movies, I would highly suggest going and watching Isle of Dogs and uh, you know it's just a good thing to go watch is it's, it's art 
is what it is. It is. So, Isle of Dogs, that is in uh, theaters right now. So if you want to check that out, then uh, go and check it out, your local Celebration Cinema. Also, um, if you want short reviews, if you don't want to wait till next Wednesday to hear what um, us hosts think about the movies, you can check us out on Twitter, Beyond the Real on Twitter. We post little quick reviews and suggestions about what to see. So you have nice, timely action on that. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to our next section, the ever-popular um, movie Mad Libs section uh, controlled by TJ today. So TJ's yes. got the Mad Lib today, and uh, he's going to be our, our maestro. Mad Lib Warden. Maestro? Ma- Ma- Mad Lib, Ma- is it maestro? It's maestro. I've always heard maestro. I've never heard maestro. Okay, well, yeah, I've, I've kind of, I'm kind of feeling maestro, but you guys also said maestro, and now I know I've heard that before. Master. Because that's a good English word. Okay, that we master, all know. master works. Anyway. I think you mean Maester. Maester? Mister. <laughs> Maester. Okay, anyways, uh, so on to Mister. the Madeline. TJ, why don't you uh, go ahead and lay it out for us? All right, so um, I've got a sort of film synopsis here okay. that I've turned into a Mad Libs. And. Um, we're gonna go through that. We've got we've got three suggestions already right now from the audience. So those are the female name is Jasmine, the adjective is fluffy, and the verb is hump. <laughs> the, the verb is hump. Oh yes. my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, All of, right. Of, cor- of course it is. Uh, All right. So thank thanks, you for our sub- audience <laughs> submissions. Uh, like I said before, follow us on Twitter for um, your submission to get into the show. And for those um, personal Snapchat friends of mine, thank you for your submissions. Sorry for the spam. <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get right into the business. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need a male name. Male name Chuck. I was All gonna right. say Charles. Oh, it's, wow! Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. we're on the same wavelength <laughs> so here. So which one, Chuck or Charles? Small, Chuck. small minds think in unison. <laughs> <laughs> that's a spirit. That's a spirit <laughs> right minds there. Minds think alike, but. Idiots hardly differ. <laughs> hey. Uh, type of person, plural. Um, type type of person? You're yeah. talking like ethnicities? Like, or like jugglers. Just, wait, man, wait, like type, how, how about like introverts? Super vague. Yeah, that that, that could work. Well, okay. Any other suggestions? Uh, I mean, I said jugglers. Or is this more like a, a trait? It's, either of those could work. Just kind of like a person. In, introverted Some, jugglers. Can we do that? Yes. <laughs> okay, yes absolutely. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's so specific. Oh, introverted jugglers. I didn't know you were describing me. <laughs> wow. Exposed. I'm, I'm not a juggler. Exposed. Or arguably not introverted. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. A place. A place? Just any any kind of place. Mm. Moscow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, can we get it? I don't know about that. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, bad blood between the, the countries right now. Oh, oof. come on, man. You knew I was trouble when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> so shame on you now. Uh, we all know Taylor Swift. Some my, of us wish we didn't, but my happy place. <laughs> does that work? Oh, you bet it does. It's a place. It's got place in it. All right. My happy places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, I should actually be writing these onto the thing. I'm writing them on my list, but this would be a lot more efficient. Okay, what's I, okay. what's the next one? Give us a chance to think about it. Um, important event, and those Ooh. are the only two descriptive words. Like it, it doesn't matter. Important, important event. Bar mitzvah. All right. Well, let, oh no, I'm not. I'm not sold on that. T- Colin, do you have something? Bot mitzvah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, election. Okay, I like election. Does that work, TJ? Is election okay? Uh, how about election day? Okay, Ele- okay, All right. election, that's, election fair. Day. that's fair. All that's fair. That's fair. I'm writing it here. Uh, next one is two nouns that are related. So mm, that this is kind of weird. I'm sorry, but mm. it's got to be that way. In- could, intro- could you give us an example? Introverted jugglers could work here too. I- intro. In- no, I'm kidding. That's an adjective, and then a yeah. Noun. Can, can you give us an example? This one's a little weird. Mm. Cat. And mouse. Like cat mouse? Or like... You know, cats and mouse are somewhat related. Oh, so it's just two independent nouns that are... Yeah, that you would think related. of in the same breath. Okay, okay, okay. Um, hmm. Nail and wood. I, t- 
Is that is that what you got? I, I don't know, Colin. Do you have something? That's that's what I can think of. Nail and wood sounds good. Okay, nail and wood. That was a terrible rhyme. Yeah, I'll do some time. Oh, jeez. Well, oh, I mean, you've already done it at that point. You, you nailed you be, it like that. Can nail be, it and wood. <laughs> can you be suspended? <laughs> okay, next. Okay, I'll suspend myself. Um, creature. TJ. <laughs> TJ's ghost. <laughs> just, I'm just putting TJ. <laughs> All right, do what you got to do, man. Great, man. Uh, let me just make sure I'm got everything. Uh, All right, this is all um, for listeners that are just joining us. We're doing Beyond the Real Movie Mad Libs right now, and TJ's got our synopsis. Yeah, and it's like I'm doing a lot of like like geometry, trigonometry, trying to like figure out where all these things go. Like that gif of Zach Galifianakis with all the math like going across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, important event. I already said that. Yes, we got that. That's election day. What about uh, type of person? Plural. Yeah, we got that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, That's, we got that. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Anything left? Yeah. Okay. This is. Ad- okay, adjective. Just an adjective. Yes. Slushy. <laughs> We use sloshy before. <laughs> slushy and sloshy. Yeah, okay. but I, I changed oh. the O. Okay. We'll go with slushy. All right. Slushes. <laughs> Slushes. Okay. Slushes. <laughs> All right, what's next, um, TJ? Uh, verbs. We just need a whole bunch of verbs at this point. Okay. Um, mm. Jump. Okay. Uh, another uh, verb, another verb. How many verbs do we need? Like? Te- text. Text? Okay. Uh, pogo stick. Pogo. Just put pogo. <laughs> Just put pogo. Uh, tackle. Tackle. Okay. All right. How many, how many more do we need? Uh, we're good. I just need to... Figure out where all these go. Talk amongst yourselves. I mean, Dad's got to do some work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. Uh, for next week, we're going to have uh, this a little bit more more well organized. Jeez. And we're going to have better grammar. Um, <laughs> but I'm really plugging our, our Twitter a lot because I want to get our audience engaged. So listeners in mid-Michigan, if you like uh, Beyond the Real. Or and if you have Twitter. Then follow us on Twitter. Not like me. Uh, yeah, not like Colin over there, uh, yeah. who's living in I'm not cool 2010. Um, I think they had Twitter in t- 2010. It's just not as popular. But um, in in the meantime, I do want to tease uh, later we're going to talk about Chappaquiddick again because it is coming to theaters um, whoop, whoop. this Thursday, actually, uh, along with the other uh, two movies that are coming out in the coming weekend. Uh, Colin already gave a two-week preview uh, last week. Yeah, I cheated a little bit. Yeah. I saw it at a theater that wasn't Celebration. And I shouldn't have done that because Celebration was better. Yeah. 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 So it's one of those limited releases. Um, And a note to all the other movies that are smaller, like uh, Isle of Dogs, Chappaquiddick, um, with Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. Um, With Infinity War coming out soon, it's going to kick out a lot of the small movies, um, especially in um, a smaller market like this. So if you... um, If you you want to see see these movies, see them pretty soon, I think is what you're trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, we have Solo and Deadpool, too. So those are huge movies. Yeah. I, um, I saw a funny one earlier today because uh, with Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg has become the first director to cross 10 billion worldwide. Ever. I saw that. Yeah. To which I Facebook commented, Russo Brothers be like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Russo okay. Brothers they are the Infinity War directors. All right. So that's why I made that joke. Mad Lib, movie Mad Lib yeah. on Beyond Oof. the Real featuring TJ. Go ahead and give us our movie synopsis right, of the just week. Just whip that tri- trigonometry sweat off my brow. After figuring all that out. Okay. Are, are they like, are the sweats like triangle shaped? They absolutely are. Thank nice. you for asking. Nice. Um, so Katoa. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So it is a new horror movie called Nail or Wood. <laughs> it is in which Jasmine, Chuck, 
and a group of their introverted jugglers <laughs> traggle to my happy place for one last getaway before election day. <laughs> While there, a stranger convinces one of the introvert jugglers to play a seemingly heartless game of nail and wood <laughs> with the others. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a fun game. Whatever that, whatever that entails. Once the game starts, it awakens something fluffy. <laughs> a TJ, which forces the introverted jugglers to play nail or wood forever. <laughs> no, please. The rules are simple but slushes. Pogo the nail or jump. Text the wood or jump. And if you stop humping, you jump. Um... That ending got a little far away from us there, but that's, hey, them's the cards. You play Mad Libs, you, you, you stop Mad Libbing, you die. So, uh, nail or wood, coming to no theaters near yeah. you. You gotta you got pogo, the, pogo the nail, and you know, gotta I, text the wood. I kind of want to see a movie about a bunch of introverted jugglers nailing wood. Jasmine and Chuck convince their friends. Yeah, and it's, they've just got me leaning all over all their shoulders like, mm-hmm. See, I just imagine, How's like... that nail coming along? Bunch Two of, nails in a wood. Bunch of mimes juggling. Like, introverted <laughs> mime jugglers. And they're, like, hiding in a corner, like, Come I don't on. like social interaction. Come on, this is our last, this is our last trip to my happy police before election day. <laughs> you have to come. Uh, okay, so that was our movie Mad Libs. Once again, if you want to participate, uh, tune in to our social media Wednesday at 10 to uh, help. And thank you for your submissions uh, for those who got in there. For those who didn't, um, make sure you tune in next week and we'll uh, do our best to get your submission on there. So thanks again for participating in our Beyond the Real movie Mad Libs section. We just talked about the previous week's movies. And now we're going to get into the movies that are coming out this coming weekend. And we got a short little edited preview of each movie. And the first of which is I Feel Pretty. Are you shopping for a gift? Kind of browsing for me. So sizing is a little limited here in the store, but you could probably find your size online. I have a crazy idea. Let's be honest for a minute. No matter how many times we hear, it's what's on the inside that matters. Women know deep down, it's what's on the outside. I've been on all of these sites, no one even looks at the profile. They only care about the picture, and I'm sick of it! I've always wondered what it feels like to be just undeniably pretty. Oh my god, do you see this? Yes. I'm beautiful! I feel pretty. Amy Schumer's new comedy movie that is coming out this coming weekend. Um, thoughts from either of you? I kind of think saying Amy Schumer's new comedy movie is an insult to movies and comedy. But... <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, Amy Schumer's new docudrama. You know, I, I crap better? on I, I crap on Amy Schumer a lot. I just don't think she's that funny. Um, no, I don't think she's very funny either. And I think this whole premise is kind of flawed. The The fact that uh, you have to... Like, the whole premise is that she sustains some kind of head injury and she ignores her, like, physical self and feels, like, a, a 10 out of 10 without changing anything physical. And that's, like, the whole premise of it. Um, I guess the, I sure hope that you don't have to have a head injury to feel good about yourself. Well, that's, that's like, the fault in it. That There's that. And then later she berates someone who is really gorgeous and is, like, feeling down and self-conscious. And apparently people that are gorgeous can't feel bad about themselves. So it's, like, two bad me messages from someone who's supposed to be feminist. So we'll have to see um, how those are uh, portrayed and... Brought out. I think the, the idea of feeling good about your body shouldn't just apply to gorgeous or not gorgeous people. That I'm not not a fan of this premise. Not really a fan of Amy Schumer. And I will only check this out if I draw the short straw between one of you guys. Oh my goodness, that's a that's a <laughs> Jesus man. You're really digging in. Uh, nah, it's it's all right. I'm just. Yeah, I'm really digging in. I'm not yeah. an Amy Schumer fan. No, it's cool. I think that, you know, Amy Schumer really appeals to people that aren't in our, like, demographic. So for the people that like Amy Schumer and 
I think this might actually really appeal to, um, well, women. I mean, I, it's not really sexist to say because it's about women and feeling good in your body. So I think this might actually be a good movie to, to watch for, um, you know, those people. And, you know, for guys, I want to feel pretty too. So, it, you well, know. You are pretty, Kyle. I, I do feel pretty. I'm just saying if I didn't feel pretty, then I, this movie might be interesting to me. Okay. I, I wanted to Thank make you, sure TJ. you remembered that Thank you, you were beautiful. Yeah. I, I sustained a head injury long ago, and I forever feel like I'm pretty. Oh, thank yeah, God. back when you were a kid, that explains how you are now. All right. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty. One of the movies coming out this coming weekend, uh, a comedy. And another movie that's coming out is uh, a long-awaited comedy, at least from me, Super Troopers 2. So here's a short preview of that. They've been waiting for a second chance. Waiting for their country to need them again. That time is meow. It turns out the French-Canadian town, saint georges du laurent is actually on American soil. You'll be phasing out a Canadian Mountie unit. Let's give a big Canadian welcome to the Vermont Highway Patrol. Come on, guys. They've come up here to tell us how great it's going to be for all of us to become Americans. Repeat after me. I pledge of allegiance to the this is happening. Est-ce que vous savez à quelle vitesse vous allez? Do neither of you speak English? I do. We would like to eat your papers. Can you show me your party papers? Great, Tim Hortons ghost. What can I get for you guys? Cold beer, liter of cola. What did you say? Do you want a liter of cola? Canada's pretty awesome. Super Troopers 2. So... A long-awaited sequel to the 2001 film of the same name, minus the two, Super Troopers, by Broken Lizard. And fun fact from this movie is that it was completely funded by Indiegogo. Wow. Crowdfunded the whole way. Wow, that's awesome. So when the original movie came out, it made around $20 in the box office. kind of became a cult classic, uh, and it made more after that. But um, this movie, there was no studio that wanted to do it or fund it, so... They crowdfunded it and they made four point five million for their budget. Do you know how long that took them? Uh, it started around twenty fifteen, so I imagine funding went on for about an hour, uh, a year and a half, and then filming. So it's just really cool to see a movie be crowdfunded at this at this scale. It seems like a movie that mm, the the word I'm the word I'm looking for here is that. Fan support has an incredible power, mm-hmm. and this movie kind of exemplifies that. Absolutely. It, Super Troopers 2, and I, neither of you have seen the first one, I have, have you? I have not, no. Nope. So I think it's really funny. I've watched it a lot of times, and it's the classic joke. You know, I need Super Troopers right meow. And, you know, just both of you watching the trailer, I, Colin was cracking up. I was cracking up just thought, listening to I it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't laugh. Well, TJ, that's because well, you're... Well, that's because you're a fuzzy creature. Yeah. That I am a fuzzy creature. forces people to play ridiculous games. <laughs> that's who you are. Wait, what? You don't, you don't laugh at trailers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did, I did make that Wood. group of jugglers play Nailer Wood. So, anyways, Super Troopers 2. If you want to see a trailer for it, the Red Band trailer, ooh, uh, check out our Twitter, Beyond the Real. Uh, it's it's going to be really funny, I think, at least for, uh, you know, us. It might not be funny to certain people. It's kind of like dude humor you know yeah a lot of physical comedy um just like stupid antics. it's really it's really simple humor at yeah. least from what i saw in the trailer there wasn't anything clever thrown and that's okay and that's okay there's nothing clever about caddyshack either and that's a great comedy i think these comedies really work when they have awesome really defined characters and they they bounce off each other like caddyshack has some of the <laughs> some of the greater characters in comedy you know like we have bill murray's character uh, I don't know his name, but the dude Carl with the funny... Carl Spackler. That, that's Bill Murray's character, but the dude with the funny, like, uh, button-up shirts. Oh, that's Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, he's really yeah. funny. I don't think that's a character. He, he might play, be playing himself. He plays Al Cervic. Yeah. That, Caddyshack has great characters, and then, you know... Give me four of those. Give me six of those. I'll take two of those. Give me three of those. Give me six of those. Oh, this must be the worst-looking hat I ever saw. <laughs> Do you have to get? Do you have to buy? Tell you what, I bet you buy a hat like this, and they give you a free bowl of soup. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, so, it looks good on you, though. 
<laughs> he just made a perfect face. So we're referencing all the old classic comedy movies. We're going to be talking about another one later. Um, but Super Troopers 2 coming out on uh, April 20th, if you know the significance of that date. Um, hey. So it'll be fun about, you know, their highway patrolmen and they just mess around on the job. So Super Troopers 2, it'll be great. I'm going to be seeing it, definitely. So, uh, And the next movie is Chappaquiddick, which we already reviewed, but it's coming out in mid-Michigan. So we're going to give a short preview of that. My dad once said to me, Tragedy has a way of defining people. Cripple some people. Oh my God, what have I done? Hello, Mr. Kennedy. Hello, Mr. Kennedy. Dad? See, you're still the man with all the influence. It was an accident. I was driving. A story like this could dominate the headlines for weeks. Dead body holds a lot of secrets. Those can be the difference between guilt and innocence. And so we need to be in control of them. There's not a lot of senators that are charged with manslaughter that go on to become president. What do we do to help the senator? We tell the truth. Or at least our version of it. Chappaquiddick stars Jason Clark, Ed Helms, Kate Mara, Clancy Brown, and a bunch of no ones. And... <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, I didn't. I couldn't think of any of the other Jim Gaffigan is in it. More like Jim Laffigan. He is a comedian, so that's a good. That's a good joke. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> can you give a short synopsis of it? Uh, Colin? Yes, I can. Chappaquiddick is about the incident in 1969, I believe, when then Senator Ted Kennedy was a little tipsy in his car and he was driving with a with one of his campaign manager girls in it and drove into the water by accident and she died unfortunately while he escaped and he failed to report the incident for about 10 hours until police found her body and it's about the way that the Kennedy clan sort of goes about this incident and it's a look at Ted Kennedy as a man and kind of as a person and if you like history and you're into the Kennedys and that kind of stuff of, of old things like that, I know I am. I think it's interesting. Chappaquiddick might be the movie for you. And if nothing else, see, because Jason Clark's performance as Ted Kennedy is probably my favorite that I've seen this year. He's He truly gives a look at a guy who's in a place that he's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you feel sorry for him when you shouldn't feel sorry for him because he's something of a scoundrel. But Chappaquiddick is a good documentary it's a good movie i enjoyed it and i would recommend it to people who are looking for something in the manner of that this weekend in in mid michigan awesome yeah chap quick uh small release and now it's being released in mount pleasant so i feel like it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card somewhere chap it sounds like it yeah. yeah it's like it's like blue eyes white dragon chap and then pikachu <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. All Yu-Gi-Oh! That's characters. not Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, uh, right, 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 So anyways, the, that's the new movies uh, that are coming out. I Feel Pretty, Amy Schumer, Super Troopers 2, and Chappaquiddick. So we're going to move now to some new stories, one of which uh, happened just last Thursday, so right after our last show, which is the official trailer for Incredibles 2. Um, and, man, I'm just really excited. I was pretty skeptical. Um... I was skeptical of Finding Dory. I never really watched it. I thought it was just going to be the same movie. But Incredibles 2 looks like it's going to be really fun. Finding Dory was just okay. I didn't think it was anything special. Okay. I saw it back when it came out. And I think I think that for the opening weekend of Incredibles 2, the kids are not actually going to be able to see it for the opening weekend because of all the 20-something-year-olds that are going to check it out first. <laughs> Honestly, though, Pixar yeah. has been doing that with like Monsters University and all these sequels. So. Yeah. It just looks so much fun, and the whole concept of Mr. Incredible being a stay-at-home dad, it's just, I think that's really funny, just in itself. It is really funny, and I like this I like this universe really well. I think The Incredibles is one of my, I think it's the best Fantastic Four movie ever, and, <laughs> and I've been waiting to see more of it since it came out, because it ends with the tease of the Underminer fighting them and everything, and... 
I'm I'm waiting for like the opening gag of when they take him down in about two minutes, and they say, "Man, that took a lot longer than it should have." <laughs> um, or something. I I don't know. They're probably going to be a lot more clever than that. But I've been looking forward to this movie for a while, and I'm glad Pixar is finally getting around to it. I think and this trailer just made me a, a little a little more excited. And I'm always happy to see Sam Jackson. Oh yeah, doing anything. And his and Frozone's wife is back too, and she was featured in the trailer. Honey, is she shown? No, no, no. Not in the trailer, she, yeah. at least. She's she's supposed to be no, off she's, screen. No, she's not, she's not yeah. shown. Yeah, her voice is off screen. It's, she's back. So, which is my favorite character in Incredibles, the first one. Nice. So, nice. I think Incredibles is definitely, like, one of those kind of forgotten about movies. Like, everyone talks about uh, Toy Story and, like, Monsters, Inc. But Incredibles was, well, incredible. So, I mean, usually when I look at, like, best of Pixar lists, it's one of the Toy Story movies at number one. And then The Incredibles is usually in the top five. Yeah. that That's what I see. And it's definitely, I think The Incredibles is probably my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So trailer, go check that out if you're interested. Uh, the next news story is that it's not really news. It's just an update. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, the studio that created and the publisher have been in this legal battle for a long time. Um, over just a multitude of things, basically just uh, arguing about the contract that they had and, you know, made certain amount of money and stayed under budget. It's just a bunch of, it's a huge mess, but basically the whole thing is that, update to the story, they're still locked in a legal battle and any sequel to Mad Max Fury Road is basically cut off at the bud at this point. Um when this is happening, there's no chance that it's going to happen, you know, a sequel. Yeah. Which is a shame because that was one of my favorite movies of that year. I think that there are certain landmarks in action movies throughout the years. Like Die Hard was one and then The Matrix. I think The Dark Knight was also a landmark in action films. And I think Mad Max Fury Road was a landmark in action movies. Oh, yeah. I think that was a that was a huge thing. It shows this is what can be done with practical effects and good writing and a good story and time. And I would love to see a sequel to it. But if I don't, I know to cherish what we have with Mad Max Fury Road because mm-hmm. it's that good. And if we can see more of that from the same creative team, I would love to do that. And it's a tremendous shame that these legal battles are happening to prevent something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in good news, uh, the next news story is the final Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom trailer was released just earlier today, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. uh, we watched it, and it just, you know, it's a thing. I thought it was a deeply average trailer. And I think Jurassic World as like a whole is pretty average. Yeah, like, it, it made more money than the Avengers somehow. Yeah. I thought it was just okay. The last, like, ten minutes where the dinosaurs are all, like, fighting each other and, like, grabbing at each other and everything, that was awesome. Yeah. That alone, to me, was worth the price of admission. But the rest of the movie just isn't that strong, in my opinion. It's It wasn't really enough to to justify a sequel. I, I, didn't, I know I wasn't asking for one, but I'm curious to see how it will perform if nothing else, because I haven't seen a whole lot of buzz around the internet for this mm-hmm. or uh, or demand for the sequel like there was for something like Avengers Age of Ultron, maybe. And I think it's, it's just okay. It looks like a generic summer thing to me. Yeah. Meh, t- take it or leave it, whatever. I'm sure it'll make a lot of money. It just those things always do. But we'll go and watch it, and we'll see dinosaurs attack each other and Chris Pratt, and it'll be cool. Yeah, and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. That That's, Bri- that's Bryce Dallas Howard that I'm referring to. Yeah. And she was Gwen Stacy for a good 15 seconds in the greatest movie ever, Spider-Man 3, and that's, that's like, my role that I associate her with Wait, whenever I see her in stuff. Oh, I thought you were just making a dumb joke about her being a redhead, which doesn't make any sense with Gwen, Stacy, Gwen Stacy, but I didn't know that about Spider-Man 3. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard is, is her. So, like, when, when Peter's in the club, he's like, now take all this. Okay. She, <laughs> I gotcha. She's, she's the one that takes all yeah. So so that that's just a goofy association of mine. 
sorry to conjure that thing back up in everybody's heads, <laughs> but just well, just wanted to put it out there. That's all. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer. Uh, and our last news story of the week is that uh, the infamous Movie Pass, who, who uh, the business model was built on, unlimited movies for a certain price per month. It's been going down for a while. Is now um, no longer offering the unlimited movie plan. Uh, they're switching to a quarterly payment option. So uh, every doing the math, three months. Uh, every three months, you pay a certain amount, and then you can see four movies a month. So. People are taking this as Movie Pass is not doing very well. I read something before we started talking that says that they lost something like $150 million in 2017. And you know what? I'm not surprised because they base their business model off of people using less than what would get them value. But they put the price point so low that everybody went crazy for it. And they're like, this is such a good value. I'm going to go four times a week. Yeah, I th- I think it kind of works like like insurance does because in theory you would pay this monthly thing for movie pass and then maybe not take advantage of it every single day. Mm-hmm. But that's what people are doing. They're taking advantage of it as often as they possibly can. Yeah. Because movies are a tremendously expensive thing to enjoy in the theaters and movie pass has made that more affordable. But I can't imagine how they wouldn't be operating at a loss by offering a service like that. Oh yeah, it in. I think it just shows how much people really want to go to the movies, but it is kind of cost prohibitive to see all these movies in there. So people have to pick and choose yeah. what they see. So it it kind of makes me imagine a world where we can go. You know, all these people can go see every single movie that they want to see, and how packed it might be. So. I'm not sure exactly what to take away from that, but you know, Movie Pass. So they still are. So they are offering it to the people that have Movie Pass still. So if you've had Movie Pass and you have the unlimited model, you won't lose that. Is what they're saying. Um, so any new subscribers now, um, you have to do the quarterly thing. So whether this means that Movie Pass is going down, it took less than a year if that's the case you know if it happens in the next couple months well in that case it was a fun ride while it lasted yeah and it just i don't know it was kind of a dream i thought it was pretty neat but i you know recently i knew it wasn't gonna be doing well unless they made some changes because people have been utilizing it a lot no and that's that's the point of that's that's got to be what movie pass created the service for was for people to use it yeah but it I can't imagine it being a sustainable business model, and that seems to be exactly what's happening. Yeah. So, so anyways, MoviePass uh, changing their subscription. That was our news stories for the week, and we're going to top it off with a little showcase. Um, we teased it earlier, but we're going to be talking about Airplane. It's... Airplane with an exclamation point. Exactly. So, yeah. 1980 uh, satirical movie uh, starring Leslie Nielsen, uh, basically making fun of the disaster movies and... I really love this movie. It just is full of just <laughs> the dumbest humor ever. Um, I think Airplane is the original joke shotgun, which is that it just throws so many at you mm-hmm. that if one doesn't get you, there are five more coming that, that <laughs> will. They're right. They're just waiting their turn to yeah. take a shot at you. Wake them down and slap them, jap them, you know, because I, I speak jive. That's what that's what I do. <laughs> and, like, the people around me that don't speak jive, I can see that that, as much as anything else, led to their drinking problem. And, <laughs> I just want to let you know, we're all counting on you. Good luck. <laughs> so, airplane. Well, 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 if you count on me, like, it's, it's pretty hard because it's an entirely different kind of flying altogether. I it's an entirely different kind of flying. I can't Sorry, man. I don't uh, it's know been a while. About this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> you were really on a roll there. I can keep going. <laughs> no, I think I think you have to picture airplane. If you're into really dumb comedies like Super Troopers coming out, um, or Caddyshack, what airplane. What did everybody have for dinner? Well, we had two options: fish or f- uh, crap. <laughs> fish or chicken. <laughs> I Chicken think. or fish? Uh, yes, I remember I had lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Colin can recite the whole movie, but I think we'd all rather you just go watch it yourself. So Airplane, starring Leslie Nielsen. Check it out if you're interested. And that'll do it for us this week. 
uh, for Beyond the Real. So it's been awesome. Thanks again to everybody who submitted uh, words to our Mad Lib section. Tune in next week at Wednesday at 10 p.m. for more uh, fun right here on Mountain 915. So um, any last words from either of you two uh, introverted jugglers? Yeah. Nailer wood. Wood. Gonna have to go with nail. All right. So mm. obviously we have uh, some I have, differences here. I still don't know what that means. Like, which, no, it, would you, which one it, you pick? There's, there's no, um, there's, <laughs> there's no innuendo there. It's just uh, we didn't know what that what it is. But anyways, uh, I'm just gonna wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Right here. You listen. Know what it could have been, been like lawn or gnome. Thanks for listening to this week. <laughs> Tune in next week at 10 p.m. for more Beyond the Real. And I hope you all have a great rest of your night. Mm-hmm.